presented by Lazy Boy Studios. Previously on Dungeon Tales. As you let the horses go and you turn around, you suddenly see the awful statues that Hogar was telling you about. In which they have these statues of what looks like to be drowning victims that are not only in the sky, but in through different houses, signs, and objects. And as you um, turn around and you see the water deep sign, you actually see there's one of these statues stuck in the sign and it shows this person who's sort of holding his throat and his eyes look like they've gone white as he's gasping for air and it looks like bubbles were coming out as he turns into this gray granite. Suddenly it starts with the screamings where, you know, you, you sleep peacefully at night and, you know, by the time everyone has gone to bed and suddenly you just hear someone screaming and that's when people start disappearing and then later they started showing back up as statues and we don't know. Uh, you go over the port side and you see there's some rippling in the water and you see this little pink thing and uh, it seems to be just swimming around. It sort of sees you and then just swims away. Okay, what does this pink thing look like? Well, this little pink thing looks like a type of fish creature you've never seen before. Where it has- A mermaid. No, it's too small. It has these dark beady eyes. It has these, um, looks like the type of whiskers that sort of spread out every couple of inches. That's a Pokemon. No, not a Pokemon. Um, and it has like a thin body and it has pink little legs. On, it has four legs and it has a pink little tail. But you couldn't really see all that in the dark. You just saw this little pink blob sort of see you and dip back down into the dark water. And then you hear another screaming from that in response to Phil's screaming. <laughs> Where did it sound like it came from? It came from behind you guys. Oh. And you hear the barking of Scott. <laughs> and suddenly Scott stops barking. Yeah, but no. he's like right next to us, right? No. He's you guys don't see him anymore. He's vanished. No. What, like no. he was imaginary this entire time? No, <laughs> Scott is now gone. The carry gets pulled under the water. Welcome to Dungeon Tales. My name is Chris, I'm your Dungeon Master this evening. We'll start off with character introductions, starting with Gabby. Hi, my name is Gabby, and I play Decaria. Okay, next we'll have Chaz. Hi, my name is Chaz. You can call me Chavo. I play Steve Erickson. <laughs> Goblin Slaver. <laughs> I'm not gonna call you Chavo. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tyler. Show uh, Chavo how it's done. All right, my name is Tyler, but you can call me Chavo. <laughs> I play Philip Butler Jr., a human ranger. So where we last left off, Decari had just been pulled underwater, and you guys are all tied together. So. Should we make a strength saving throw? Yeah, uh, all three of you guys should roll a strength saving throw. Didn't Gabby like already fail hers? No, that's just being pulled under. Oh, okay. Well, I got a 24. Okay. I got a 21. Okay. 
I got a 21. You both got a 21. Great. Hey. So, yeah, uh, Gabby kicks out whatever is dragging her under, and you guys are able to pull her up and back onto the docks. Decaria, what did, what did you see? What was that? I have no idea. I felt something grabbing at me. Right, God? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I felt something grabbing at me. Man, she questions everything with her God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know if like something like actually grabbed onto me or if it was like maybe you know how like It was um, the undertow. What? It's the name of the type of current that drags you under the water. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But no, it wasn't the undertow. In this case, it was a slimy um, plant matter-like substance that you're not too familiar with. Did it leave anything on me? No. All right. Um, Wait, wasn't I? Didn't I not have clothes? Well, you had your underwear. You had what? Yeah. whatever you were wearing under your robe. Yeah. Scott went missing when we heard a scream, and I wasn't sure if it was a human scream or a dog scream. It was a, it was a human scream. Oh, it was a human scream. And that came from that direction. I don't know. It sounds like we should investigate both things, but maybe we should go in the direction of the human scream first. Yeah, where did you hear the human scream from? That way. He points behind him as he says this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. I'm honestly really curious about the thing that pulled me under. I don't know if it had something... Because, you know, I could have drowned. Like, maybe that's where people are going. Yeah. So, um, should we split up or we'll tackle one thing at a time? Um, well, since we're already here, can we just investigate quickly this and then go? Or well, these people... we should stick together and investigate one thing at a time. Yeah, let's go after the scream first because those people disappear fast. And then we can exactly. go back. So what are we going to do? If, well, if the person's already gone... Then we'll know and then we'll, we can come back. Alright, let's go. We're taking more time just arguing about it. I'm leaving. And I'm pulling you along. Roll <laughs> <laughs> a strength check. No, I think they're coming willingly. I'm coming very unwillingly, but willingly. To She's throwing degree. a tantrum on the dock, so better. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 23. Okay, yeah, you succeed in dragging her Something. up the stairs. All right, so we go in the direction of the scream, and do we see anything? Did you let the carrier put her clothes back on? No. She, she should have grabbed it on her way over. <laughs> well, okay. Um, um, Steve, Steve parades her through the streets going, shame. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys get up there, but don't see any signs of anything. Nothing. But we're like certain that that's where the scream came from. Where we're at. You don't know exactly where the scream came from, but you knew it was... Like, someplace near the center of the town. Okay, and we're there right now. Pretty much. It's like it's not that far from the docks. Small town. It's a very small town. Okay. It's um, only water deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I go, okay, yeah, you're right. There was nothing here, but it was good to check anyways. Let's go back to the docks. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was great to check. Really glad we did this. 
hey, there might have been a clue here, and we could have missed it. In fact, we probably missed it because you argued for so long. No, maybe there's a clue underwater, and maybe now we've missed it. Well, we're going to go see, aren't we? Don't worry, we'll put you back down under. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, as you guys are arguing, let me just describe the scene so that way you guys have an idea of what was there. You're in this town square, and it's a big open area where it has... Uh, it's a mix between a dirt road um, up to the square, then the square itself is with cobblestone all around it, and then there's a big circular fountain in the center. It's a three-tier fountain that sort of like a basic um, where it shoots off at the top, trickles down to the middle, and trickles down to the basin, and just, it's a continual flow. Um, but that's the only thing that's making any noise besides the wind. And it's the dead of night, and you hear murmurings in the houses, but it's just people scared and not sure what they're doing. Okay. We go back to ducks. Okay. <laughs> the, like I said... Or like you said, there there wasn't any clues there. Yeah, that's true. I was just telling you what the scene was. Okay. Well, so you guys you. make it back to the dock, and um, you do find a boat that was full of gold is now full of statues again. And they're still broken at the shins, but um, or broken in half. Like, they're, they're broken after you guys tumbled into them. Oh, yeah. Right. So they shouldn't be able to get around. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like they're moving. Um, but you also see there's no longer any gold in the hull of the ship. Right. Yeah, you, you did say that that was gone. Mm -hmm. And I will say again, good thing that I got some while we were there. <laughs> um, okay. So, I go, okay. So, statues disappear and now they're back. And it looks like they're back in exactly the location without us having touched them since we broke them, right? Yeah. So. Um, they still have like a haunting smile on them. Like they're still smiling, but despite being broken and falling over, it's like they're sort of creepy at how happy they are. Yeah. Now, we, we don't have bags of holding, right? No. Yeah. So I couldn't just shove a statue in my No, bag. you, you got to carry it. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, so I think we should do a couple things. One, we're going to take one of those statues off the boat, and uh, we'll watch it while Dakaria then goes and investigate whatever grabbed her. Sound like a plan? Yeah, that's fine. All right, so uh, we're going to look for the easiest looking statue to carry. All right, so the easiest looking one is the one that's closest to the railing and it's the statue of this guy who has um this great big bushy beard he has these big eyes and he has a um looks to be like a balding like a balding spot on his head and he's wearing from what you could tell it looks like he's wearing a swashbuckler's outfit but doesn't look like it's an authentic pirate costume or anything it's just like a nice coat with the riffles riffles the ruffles um and wearing just pants and well he was he did have boots but you know those are broken off of him now okay so we picked that one up okay uh roll strength check that is not so true 
Not on this boat, no. Uh, Philip, I think I might need help with this one. I rolled a seven. <laughs> okay. I rolled a 19. Okay, you guys pick it up, and do you guys, are you just going to toss it onto the dock, or? Well, pre preferably we will, like, carefully carry it over to the dock. Okay. And then, yeah, and then we're just going to keep it there while then to carry it goes and does her thing. Okay. Fair enough. All still being tied together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the carrier, I want you to do a perception or have you jumped back into the water yet? So are we now like at the spot that um, I basically went under? Yeah. Well, you're not okay. in the water yet, but like they're on the docks and you swam out a little bit of ways before you were pulled under. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I will uh, jump in and hopefully find something. Okay. I want you to do a perception check for me. Mm -hmm. That was a really sad number. What number? It was a six. So you open your eyes and it's just pitch black down there. The only thing you can see is there's some light coming from the moon, but you can't really see too much. Uh, Wait, it's still nighttime? Yeah. yeah. Do you have, um, like, a, a light kind of spell? Um, I mean, I have dark vision. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's still dark under... Like, it's a bit darker than normal. So okay. you're dark... What if I um do, like, a... I mean, if I put a flame, that's not going to work because it's water. <laughs> Yeah. It's a magical flame, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think all of our spells are based for combat, actually. I was yeah. just looking at mine. I'm like, nope, there's no spells that would help. Yeah. Um, so what about a... Okay, well, I, I like to try to look again. Sure. Yeah, just let your eyes get used to the water. Exactly. So that was a 21, so I'm... Okay. So... I'm getting better. Uh... Just to make this make sense, is she's looking around for a couple hours at a time. And uh, you guys have now pulled the statue onto the dock. And she'll come up for air every once in a while. But she's been down there for about two hours now. And, two hours? Yeah, going up and down, searching. And you do see there was this, um, what looks to be some type of creature. That's sort of on the bottom of the... Um, ocean shore and it's sort of like it's this big lump of something and it seems to be full of many moving parts and pieces but you're not entirely sure what it is and from where you are it just looks like a lump of something but you can see it has these uh glowing um bluish eyes and wait so there is something there yeah it's at the bottom it's like it's about 40 feet away from you at the moment. Mm, okay. And sort of just watching you. What color okay, is it? So right now it's dark. That's the color. <laughs> shades of gray. <laughs> yeah. You, well, not really. It's shades of blue. Mm. Okay, so I want to go up to the surface again. Say, Steve, Philip. Yo. So there's something under here, like um, like a weird creature, underwear. animal. Take care, underwear. 
Water, dumbass. <laughs> uh, okay. I say that because it's been two hours and I'm tired. <laughs> okay. Uh, does it look like something we have to kill? I mean, it's kind of creepy looking. It's really dark, so I can't tell, but it has blue eyes. Um, and it's just watching me. So I think that's what pulled me under. So I feel like we should at least investigate and see what it is. Okay. You have permission. <laughs> no, I want help. Oh, okay. Um, Maybe we can, like, fish for him. Uh, Reel uh, him in. Or maybe we could just tie our ropes to the dock. I got something to do, guys. What do you have to do? <laughs> In the game. Yeah. Yeah, what do you have to what do? What do you have to do? <laughs> Is that what? Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. Yeah. Okay. That's it. I have a duration of 10 minutes on that. So, it's like whatever. <laughs> okay. So it's like, whatever, no biggie. Yeah. I didn't really need to say that, but I did. <laughs> okay, and then um, I dive into the water. Okay. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and rearrange our rope somehow so that they're all tied to the, the dock as well as each other. Okay. How long is my rope? It's about 50 feet in total. So, unfortunately, you guys can't swim down all the way to the creature. No, if my rope is 50 feet, all of our ropes together would be 150 feet. That's in a linear direction, but you guys are not linear. Yeah, so... E -e no, we could be. No, because, look, if you tie yourself to the um, thing... I mean, okay, so we won't all be down there. At 150 feet. One will be at 50 feet. The other will be at 100 feet. And the other one will be at 150. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, what's the point of that, though? Distance. Also, um, like, how scientific is this going to get? Like, you have to figure out the mathematical you formula. Measure, like, the oxygen, um, <laughs> like, composition and the nitrogen and the blood and everything. Or can we just go and dive in the water? You can just dive in the water and I'll give you guys like a time limit for what you guys need to get up and go back down. Okay. okay. We we don't care about science. <laughs> we we got just magic. We just swim and dive. It's not like you said we just swim and die for a second. <laughs> well, it seems like it might be heading that way. <laughs> You guys... Okay, so I'm swimming in the water. How deep am I now? You um, are about 20 feet deep, and you're about... The carry was already about 30 feet out. Yeah, I'd say you're about 20 feet out and 20 feet deep at the moment. Okay, so I keep swimming. Okay. <laughs> so like Dory, he just kept swimming. And he eventually... Um, you get closer and closer to this thing, and do you try to talk with it? Well, I'm underwater, so can I, can I talk to it underwater? You can try. Yeah. All right. I, I try. What do you say? I say, 
So as you're speaking, bubbles come out, and no sound is transmitted between you and the creature. And now you feel the need to go up for air. <laughs> no, not necessarily. Okay. But uh, you can see the creature's just watching you all, like both of you guys now, and he's not really moving or doing anything. Okay, so... And while you're watching, you see a couple more show up. And it's... Um... Mm-hmm. I'm debating on what I should do. Okay. Well, as you're thinking about it, you start to feel the need to get some oxygen. And also, as you're about to swim back up, you see about five more show up. And there's now a total of eight of them down there watching you. They're different colored glowing eyes. A couple of them are blue. Some of them are like a sea green. Some are like a lime green. And... A few are like a sea foam color. Um, how far away from them am I? You're about 40 feet away. It's like there's suddenly a dip in the ocean and you'd have to go down off a cliff to go see them. Uh, so I swim up, I guess. Okay. Vicaria, what do you do? Nothing. Was I underwater? Yeah. Yep. You're with Philip. You didn't. You didn't say you swam back to the dock. Yeah, I know. I just didn't know if I. Um... Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, well, I can't talk to the animal. Can I go down deeper and try to like touch it? <laughs> like make friends with it. You gonna touch the butt? No. Yeah. <gasps> Wait. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you can try. Like, how big is it? Like, is it very big? Is it very small? I forget. Well, from where you are, it's very far away. Like, it's 40 feet away from you, and it looks to be about the same size as Steve or Philip, maybe even a little bit bigger. Each one of them. Oh, wow. And now there's eight of them. Um, okay, so I grab, um, I have, do I have rations on me? No, I don't. I don't have any clothes on. Um, let's pretend that, like, I had somehow, like, some cheese. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you I some... don't know how people feel about soggy cheese. I'm gonna give you some soggy cheese. <laughs> well, like, they're, they're, like, sea animals. Of course, they're gonna have soggy food in general. All their food is soggy. <laughs> I guess. But, I mean, they don't normally have cheese either. Alright, so you somehow pull cheese out of your belongings, and you just drop it down? Yeah, and see if they... Where did you pull the cheese out of? This doesn't matter. These are questions we don't ask. I'm a sorcerer. That's a woman's secret. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so you drop the cheese, and it just lands, like, in between them and none of them move and they're all still watching you oh well that's sad um, okay well I'd like to come back up for water for water <laughs> <laughs> man I feel for mighty air. thirsty alright uh, something about swimming making me want to drink uh, anyways oh God, I don't need that water <laughs> 
So Philip and Dakari come back up for air, and Steve has just really been chilling with the statue. Yep. Maybe making a couple jokes. Keeping an eye on it, making sure it doesn't disappear on me again. Okay. So you guys make it up there, and you see them come up up for air. Uh, and what do you guys do? All right, guys. What did you see? Under the sea. Under the sea. Well, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like this weird creature. I don't know what it was. Okay. But it won't talk to us, and it doesn't like cheese, just so you know. <laughs> That's a weirdly specific thing to find out about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so, our. What did you find under there? There's this creature, he doesn't like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a uh, a creature who doesn't like cheese and won't talk to you guys. All right, that doesn't really narrow it down whatsoever. Do they seem well, to be? They... Do they seem to be connected with the disappearances of all the people? I don't think so because they're not moving, and I feel like if they were, they would have tried to at least grab Philip and I. Yeah. I don't think so either, because also the screaming came from on land. So how the hell would these underwater creatures snatch people in you know in the middle of the city? Mermaids. They're like crabs. Well, you saw them. Were they like crabs? I don't know, Steve. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really get, I didn't really get that good a look at them. I just saw their eyes. And you saw that they're like a, a whole bunch of different moving bits. And I saw that it was a bunch of different moving bits. I don't really know what that means. And it looks like it was made out of like plant life matter. And Philip, oh. you, you do realize it could be a plant monster from your many experiences uh, killing plant monsters. And, but it looks like a, like they look like just different bounds of seaweed. Okay, well I think I want to get out of the water. I'm kind of cold. All right, get on out. <laughs> Do you help them up? <laughs> yeah, I help them up. <laughs> Fine, get out. <laughs> Make your own way back. <laughs> <laughs> he unties himself and leaves. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, you guys are all back onto the docks and dressed. And you now have a new statue, buddy. Yeah, I, I untie us from the dock. You untie yourselves <laughs> from the dock. And um, as the sun rises, since it's been a few hours at this point, your statue buddy starts to disappear. No, statue buddy! <laughs> <laughs> and instead, you start to see uh, another statue starts to appear near where you guys were initially. And you see a statue of a very familiar four-legged friend. Rudolph? No. It's a statue of Scott. Oh, Scott. That's, Wait. That's where he went. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this. Dakaria, did you turn Scott into a stone statue? Please. All right. Are you serious right now? Yeah. 
So we go over to inspect the statue, I'm fairly certain. So you take a look. It's a statue like all the other ones. Does he look like he's drowning? He does not look like he's drowning, but he looks like he's just turned into a statue. Okay. So, all right. Let's think back to what happened last night. Scott was here, disappeared. There was a human scream in the cent in the, the center square, right? And at the same time, Decaria got pulled by something. And the only creatures that you guys saw down there are the weird seaweed, non-cheese-liking type things, right? Mm-hmm. How the fuck is this all connected? I mean, we we didn't even really see Scott disappear. He just was gone. Does anybody remember seeing him disappear? No, yeah, he was just, like, gone. He was there one moment, and then he wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. So, I think, uh, let's go to the, uh, the town square, and see if there's another statue there. You do see before you guys leave that just the statue took off the boat had disappeared. But the other statues seem to still be there on the boat. Interesting. It's all connected to this goddamn boat. Maybe it was hey, cursed. Hey, um, cast your magic missiles at the boat. <laughs> My magic missile at the yeah, boat? Yeah, let's burn down the boat. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's I, still statues on it. If you guys want to still take one to the mayor, Wait, yeah, we should take one and see if it disappears. Yeah, let let's take like just in general another statue off, I guess. Okay. So yeah, we take another statue off, and then we'll destroy the boat. <laughs> okay. Uh, you take off another statue. This time, it doesn't disappear. This statue's of a similarly dressed man, but he, uh, he's wearing an eye patch, and he had a parrot on his shoulder too. See, this statue is actually even better than the last one, because he's got a parrot, <laughs> <laughs> and he's only missing one leg this time. Yeah, more legs. <laughs> okay, so um. Just because I don't know what else to do, uh, let's destroy this boat. <laughs> Alright, Dakari, you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do some magic missiles. I'll use my second level magic missiles. <laughs> magic okay. missiles, they, they're like um, fire, right? No. It's more like just a big a ball of um, magic itself. I was kind of thinking he would set it on fire. That's what I was thinking too, actually. But then I was like, if I set it on fire, will it just like not because it's in water? Well, boats do get burned down and they fall to the bottom of. Yeah, but keep in mind it's mostly submerged, so you only really burn the top bit. Yeah, I see. But we could destroy all magic missiles if you shoot it through the hull. Then it'll sink all the way down. It's already touching the bottom. Oh, it is? Yeah, the dock is very shallow where that boat is. Oh, okay. Alright, then then it doesn't really matter. We'll just leave it. I mean, you can try to destroy it. 
That's oh, okay. You, you you took my gusto out of it. Okay. I could use this new spell I haven't used yet. What spell? It's uh, Snylock's Snowball Swarm. What does it do? It's a flurry of magic snowballs erupts from a point you choose within range. Each creature in a five-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 cold damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you could give it a try, but that means everyone has to make a dex saving throw. Well, we could just move farther away from it, and then I can cast a spell choosing it. Okay. Up to you. Yeah, why not? I haven't used this spell yet. Let's see what it does. <laughs> so, we back up to a safe distance, so none of us have to do a saving throw. And then I cast a spell on the ship. Okay. And roll for damage. Or actually, roll the hit, and what's the... Um... Oh, it doesn't have a... Oh, it should she do it. Okay. Yeah. It's 12 damage. Alright, so you see it freezes the water that's on it, and it hits all these different bits of the ship, and it starts to freeze it, but... The bits that are touching the seawater actually starts to melt with the seawater around it that's not really frozen. And nothing really happens. But you see there's some ice, like frost, on the bits that you hit. Okay. So I get into the water and it just melted? Well, like, like it's how... there, but then the other water around it that's not in that radius would starts melting it because at a different temperature. Well, fair enough, but it wouldn't, like, melt right away. No, it's not immediate. It's not like... <laughs> well, nothing... That's what I thought you were saying. Oh, I no, went, no. wow, that water's terribly warm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Let's uh, go to... Water deep in the Caribbean? Uh, no, but it's... At this time of year, it's still, like, midsummer. It's not cold like it is here. Um, We're going to take the statue uh, to the mayor through the town square so I can see if there's another statue there. Okay, are you guys going to take Scott with you or just leave Scott there? I'd pick up Scott. Yeah, I feel like if I can carry one statue, then Philip can carry Scott. Okay. Uh, both of you guys should roll a strength check. But Scott is like a dog small. Yeah, but he's but, now... A, well, it's true. He weighs less than the human statue. I, he's I, now a statue, so he's still heavy. I got 17. Okay. I got a dirty 20. So yeah, uh, Philip picks him up under his arm with ease and just starts walking with him. And um, Steve, you drag the statue up the stairs. But you, you're making it go right. Yeah. You're making it go right. That was beautiful. <laughs> so now uh, you guys are going back to the mayor's house? Yeah, but via the, uh, the town square where we heard the scream. Or where we thought we heard the scream. Okay, so you go back to the town square and you see there's a whole bunch of people like looking for what's the new statue. Right. And then they see us dragging statues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't mind me, just they're my new lawn gnomes. Yeah, I think we're going to make a stealth check <laughs> with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got some... Oh, that's right. He's got his... His stealth spell. Well, it'll give you guys plus 10, but you still have disadvantage. Yeah, but it's still plus 10. Yeah, it's true. It'll make it easier. 
I cast Pass with Heather Tree. Okay. And then we pass with Heather Tree. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, yeah, my lowest one was a 16, so. With the plus 10? No, that's without the plus 10. Okay, what did you get to carry it? Um, I guess a 10. Did you do it with disadvantage? Oh, disadvantage. Uh. Yeah, so you have to take the lower number. Damn, that was a nat 20, so I'm taking, I guess, a 10. So you do have a plus 10 because of Philip's spell, so you have a dirty 20. Oh, very nice. And what'd you get, Philip? Uh, um, mine was 16, and I have a plus 1 modifier, so 20. So that's your lowest roll, right? Yeah, that was my lower one. Alright, so Philip is like the knight, and you just... He goes by and no one sees him or thinks anything. It's just like he's naturally part of the foreground. And uh, he cares about the night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you don't it's, like it's not a surprise if you're there type of thing. Like you're just a face in the crowd is what I'm saying. Like people don't go like, oh, my God, the sun's fallen and think the world's ending once it hits nighttime. At least I hope they don't. Don't know what world you're living in, Chris. I see that every night. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's so dark outside. Uh, but anyways, uh, so you guys make it to the mayor's house. Uh, and even you guys actually get all the way up to the place where there's actually two new footmen who are out there. And they don't see you. Great. We don't want to be seen. <laughs> Do you guys just open up the gate? Yeah, I feel like we've been there enough times that <laughs> we we have just walk in status now. All right, <laughs> you guys just walk in and you see these guards just start sprinting and this goes and starts running away. Um, and you guys are now at the mayor's house. And so we we go to the mayor, and we go. Got a, got a statue for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. Um, well, uh, let's let's see who this is. Hmm. He's got a parrot that <laughs> helps you yeah, out. I, I see the parrot. Um, unfortunately, it's not a person who is of this village. But we, um... Maybe he's one of the many tradesmen we had with the um, island of Skyrim. Yeah, yep, yeah, possibly. Um, do you happen to know the name of the ship he was on? No, I don't think we looked for that. <laughs> hmm. How would he know the name? Oh, it's usually written on the side of the ship, but... Yeah, normally it's painted a certain way. I can't read. Oh, well, um, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was hard to see because the ship is basically sunk. Okay. Hmm. Well, probably what you should do is maybe this is related to the islands. So you're thinking we should head out to the islands of Skyrim? Yeah, the island of Skyrim. Okay. You got a boat? 
Uh, yes, we can get one prepared shortly. You'll just have to take all the statues off. Um, sure. We can help with that. <laughs> Alright. So you guys go back to the dock and find a boat that you want? Uh, I thought the mayor was going to give us a specific boat. We were just <laughs> choosing. <laughs> I pull Steve aside, or Steve and Bakery aside for a second, because I had to ask them something. Okay. They, why are we here and doing this anyway? Um, well, I guess we are doing this because, um, I don't know, we can go to Neverwinter. I don't know, it's, this is a good question. But uh, I'm I'm sort of concerned about the the mystery of it, anyways. Plus, Scott just turned into stone, and I feel like if we don't solve this mystery, then he will just continue to be a statue. Uh, so you guys go to the docks then and take off all the statues off of the ship that you choose. Yeah, so we're going to go to the docks, and I'm going to look for the best ship there is. Right. That's something that we can sail. Roll a perception check. I will do that. You all can look for a boat if you wish. You mean like each of us have a different boat? Or just if you guys look at once and see for yourself. Okay. I got a 14. I also got a 14. I got a 15. So... The uh, two boys see a ship that has nice racing stripes on it and go like, that's a pretty cool boat. But they fail to notice the um, gaping hole in the sails. And Dakaria, you see another boat that uh, seems to have a mermaid in the front of it with these great big sails. And it seems like it's a small enough ship to actually hold enough people and still get you from place to place like it's it's a ship that's not huge but seems to be enough to carry you guys and maybe a little bit more well i think philip that this ship with the racing stripes will do us quite well as you know any ships with racing stripes are fast ships Huzzah! <laughs> all right carrier help us get the statues off of this ship Okay. <laughs> I don't think the carrier listened to what you said. Nah, it's okay. You guys take all the statues off <laughs> of this ship with the broken sails. Wait, there is a better ship. There is a better ship, guys. Better ship? How could there be a better ship? This ship has racing stripes. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> um... Can you tell me again which ship was better, Chris? Yeah, it's the one that you saw that happens to be right next to it with the mermaid in the front and with uh, sails that don't break. Yeah, I heard mermaid, but then I got confused because I thought like we were talking about a real mermaid. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so... they, they stapled Ariel to the front of the ship. <laughs> That's how you know it's a good ship. <laughs> Jesus, no. <laughs> Um, okay, so actually, guys, um, this ship right beside it looks really good, and I think would be much better. Why? And you guys look at it, and it's actually a very bright, powdery pink color. You want it because, because it's, it's a pink, pink ship? Yeah. 
Look, we're going but to go with the racing white racing stripes. <laughs> okay, well. He has white racing stripes. Hey, yes, you're right. It's, <laughs> it's got racing stripes. That's for sure. Uh, but I don't know if I like the pink color. <laughs> so, well, let's go with this other one. Pink is manly, Steve. Hey, I'm not saying it's not manly. I'm just not a fan of it. Listen. Who has been in the water the most? Me. Therefore, I know the water better. Therefore, I say this should have been better. Who says that you've been in the water the most? You just swam for several hours. Alright, so I want to... I've been in there longer. Jakaria, I grew up on the coast, so I think I would know about ships. I think you should all... um, Steve and Jakaria should roll... Sorry. Yeah, no, Steve and Jakaria should roll persuasion checks. And, um... Philip, you should also roll persuasion. Yeah, you, just all of you guys, roll persuasion check. Oh, man, you guys are fucked. I got a natural 20. All right, Takaria. Fine. If this will stop you from nagging. Wait, but... I got a natural 22. <laughs> you got a natural 22? <laughs> Wait, so what's your total? 22. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what's your total, Takaria? Okay, yeah, Dakaria wins that one. <laughs> I got nine, so... Yeah, Steve's argument was a getting less... nine? <laughs> yeah, exactly, a natural nine. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys are convinced to take the pink ship. Huzzah! <laughs> I was just waiting for Dakaria to tell me that there was holes in the sail in the ship that I was pointing at. Yeah, that's what really won her argument. It was like, oh yeah, you have holes in your sails. Oh, Dakaria, why didn't you say so earlier? And it's quite strange that a ship would be here with holes in its sail. It shows that, you know, dumb people get on it and then pirates come and steal everything they have. From the dock? That doesn't sound like a sound pirate (laughs) (laughs) strategy. It just works. It's their passive income method. We're we're the pirates of the docks. (laughs) We're going to make you... We're going to steal all of your gold. That's not right. I'm sorry. You're here to pay the taxes of the dock. Oh, okay, sure. Reminds me of that episode of Galavant. It was like, we're the pirates of the sea, but our boat is on the land. (laughs) Uh, all right so anyways we get onto the pink ship and get the statues off and get ready to sail to the islands of skyrend cool what do we do with the um statues i just tossed them off Scott too. Okay, that's what I thought. No, I'm, I'm holding Scott. Too. You're holding Scott the whole time. Yeah, but it's under your arm, and you're taking other statues and tossing them over. Yes. No, no. I, I'd say uh, since there's a possibility we can turn these people back into people, uh, we're gonna carefully just place them onto the dock. Okay, sure. Do any of you guys have? Um, I guess it'd be under feet. No, or actually, I who's... Have, I've got two feet. I have two feet. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. Thank thank you, fucking jokers. 
Uh, actually, so who's uh, driving the ship? Or steering the ship, rather? Steve. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll steer it. Okay. Let's see. Who wants to control the sails? Uh, I guess I will. Okay. All right. And then who wants to be the lookout? Well, the carry's the only one left. I will be the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we give her the option. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Steve, well, actually, all of you guys roll a survival check. An 18. I got a 23. Okay. I got a 21. Okay, right, good. So you guys are all moving along just fine. And uh, from what the mayor told you, you don't... You don't fully know where the islands are, but he gave you a map, and the map shows you it's about a day's trip away. Okay. And as you guys are um, going along, and let me just check something here. Alright, you guys are traveling for oh a few hours, and you guys don't run into anything. And it's now leading into nightfall. Are all of you guys going to stay awake? Well, I mean, uh, we'll probably take turns taking watch like we normally do. Okay. And I guess put the anchor down right now because we don't exactly have a, a crew to keep us on course. Yeah, this is true. So, yeah, I, I think that's what we do is we put an anchor down so we'll stay somewhat in the same position. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so who's on watch first this time? Um, uh, I'll be on watch first. Okay, all right, and then who's going to be next? Phil's uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need my beauty sleep. <laughs> so we can do rock paper scissors shoes for shoes for <laughs> rock paper scissors rock paper shoes. <laughs> shoes be rock, everything. Rock paper scissors shoes. <laughs> that's right shoe beats rock and shoe also beats paper but it doesn't beat scissors <laughs> or chainsaws alright good so uh, Philip while you were on sorry not Philip <laughs> wrong person Steve while you're on watch um, you don't see anything hey just a normal night on the water yeah just a normal night in the water, which apparently you're used to. And um, it's just, it seems to suddenly just get eerily quiet. Okay. And it's like all the sounds of like the boat rocking with the waves and the turbulent sounds of the, well, not turbulent, but the rocking of the sea just sort of stops. And it's like the water's not moving. The water doesn't seem to be moving. Alright, so I try to see if I can tell what's going on. Like, do I feel wind? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. You feel some wind, but that's about it. But you hear this singing. This melodic singing that just is hauntingly beautiful. Uh-oh. And <laughs> uh, I watched you roll a uh, saving throw. wisdom saving throw. Okay. Do uh, me and Vicario wake up? Nope. Uh, 16. Okay, good. Actually, I want to see something on your character sheet. 
All right, good. I want you to roll it again with advantage. Oh, with advantage. Uh, yes, that's right. Well, I figured the 16 would have saved me, but fine. Uh, 19, then. Okay. So, you... There's just something about it that's just compelling you to come to the sign. But you know from your better judgment that you shouldn't, but there's something that just really makes you want to go there. Okay. I go, I'm pretty sure a bard told me about a story about uh, something called a siren that will try to lure me off my ship. And suddenly you just hear a fire truck as it just zooms right by you. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Different type of siren. Um... um. <laughs> So, yeah, the Hobbling Beautiful song. Wee wee And so I go, okay, uh, I think it's time to get this ship moving again. And I take the anchor up and I start steering the ship. Okay, and as you try to steer, you realize your ship is affixed. And the water's not moving, and the wind seems to be blowing in a direction that's not helpful to you at the moment. So it's actually moving us back. It's not pushing you back because the sails are down because you dropped anchor. But. But I noticed the wind. I mean, if there's any wind blowing at all, I can get, get it going the way I want to. Sure. It's just arranging the sails in the right way. Yeah, it's just going diagonal of where your ship is at the moment. It's not pushing you straight forward. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to say that I don't actually know ship knowledge that well, because it just wouldn't make sense for me. Sure. But uh, I, I'm going to see if I can arrange the sails in such a way that gets us blowing in the right direction. Okay. You're not going to wake up anybody? No, because I know that I have advantage against being charmed, and I feel like the others don't. And would rather, if anything, I might actually tie them <laughs> down. Okay. Um, are you, wait, do you tie them down? Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm going to tie them down so they can't move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Philip and the carrier wake up to the fact that Steve is tying them to the mast. <laughs> Sorry, He's... guys. This is for your own good. Who the fuck is talking? <laughs> And Philip, it's me, Steve, and, and this is for your own good. <laughs> and now Philip and the carry have both need to roll wisdom saving throws. I tied them really Steve, tight. What, what are you doing, Steph Sailor? <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear, wee wee Wait, you said I had to do a wisdom? Wisdom saving throw. I got a 14. Okay. Good thing I tied him up to the mast. Yeah, you really yeah, good want. Thing. <laughs> What'd you get to carry? A nine. Yeah, you both are like thirsting for whatever that sounds coming from. You hear, <laughs> you hear that sound. You're like, oh man, I found me my sugar daddy. We both think that, Philip and I. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just something about it. <laughs> Philip, you, you can just hear the money. <laughs> it's sort of like it plays off your deepest, darkest desires. And okay. Philip, you hear the sound of gold and alcohol. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I, I'm trying to get the, the sails going in the right direction so we can start moving. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. So are you just pulling the sails up? Um, yeah, like I actually don't know the proper ship terminology. I just know that if I have the, the sails set in the right way. We well, can let get... me ask you this. What are you going to do first? Are you going to move the sails first or set the sails up first? Probably move the sails first. Okay. And then I'll open them up when I think I got them in the right position. Okay. Okay. So, um, you move the sails and then you open them up, but something's weird. Like, the wind is blowing a certain direction, but you find yourself going backwards. Okay. I go, okay, well, that's not the right way. And I <laughs> set the, the sails a different way then, so we get the wind moving us in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> and you keep jostling around with this and it's just it's something about it is weird because each time you try to move the sails you just find you're being pushed harder in the other direction okay so then i put the anchor back down <laughs> and i close up the sails because i'm like that doesn't work <laughs> so you drop the anchor and you hear the sound of it hitting something and you hear a cry going <laughs> and then <laughs> And just going away. Um, and you hear this hauntingly beautiful sound just suddenly stopped. Oh, good. I think I got it. And then I put the sails back up again. All right. And you guys are now moving forward towards the island. Okay. And in the process of doing so, you're the only who sees it, but you see the little pink thing again. And this time you get a clearer picture. And you see it has these four legs, a long tail, and these whiskers, and these, like, sort of like this cute, uh, slender head. And sort of just stares at you as it sort of crawls onto the part of your ship, spits water in your face, and dives back in. Yummy. <laughs> okay. I go, well, hopefully this means we're getting closer. <laughs> And um, that's technically the end of your watch. Did you want to untie one of these guys? Yeah, I think it's Dakari that's going next. Right. Okay. So I go, all right, Dakari, your turn. <laughs> and I untie her. But I'm still tied up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we're just going to leave you tied up. <laughs> you tied Scott next to you, too. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Steve Erickson, your town-friendly goblin slayer. Now, I've been told that I need to give you a message. You see, my friends and I, we are on an adventure, and uh, you might not know that it actually costs money to adventure. Yes, I was surprised as well. But, um, the thing is, 
in order for me to slay goblins, I need you to open up your coffers and donate us well, as many gold coins as you can possibly afford. We're not asking for much, but, you know, as much as you can do. And for every gold coin that you put on us, we will slay more goblins. It, in fact, all the money that you put goes towards slaying goblins and the upkeep necessary for slaying goblins. Or anything else you want us to slay. Well, not not everything. We're, we're not professional assassins, but you, you get the idea. And if you want to support us in such a way where you don't give us money, that's fine too. Uh, just tell your friends about our adventures. As much fame and prestige that we can build up as possible, that also helps in our adventures. So please, if you're going to donate to us, the sorcery link or whatever magic that is used to connect the uh, people around the globe. I don't quite understand it myself. Uh, I was told that the address you'd go to is anchor.fm slash dungeon hyphen tales slash support. Um, and then there's something about an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, the address is at Dungeon Tales 4 for both. And there's a Facebook page too. Anyways, I hope that makes sense to at least some of you guys. So, Steve Erickson, Goblin Slayer, signing out. Hey everybody, it's Chris. I uh, just want to do the quick shoutouts and announcements. Uh, first off, we'll do the shoutouts of people who were in this week's episode. So, um, I forget if I mentioned them in last week's, but I'm going to go ahead and mention them again. We had the Seasons of Skyrim on Twitter from the Skyrim podcast. Um, then we had Justin Case on Twitter as the Kobold Wizard. Uh, and then we also have Surprise Me on Twitter from Spontaneous DM. So I want you all to go ahead and check them out. Anytime you guys help support the show or anything you do that just gets the word out, I will make a character out of you. I'm working on a better system for myself and so I can get more people in there. So hopefully I'll have a longer list of names for you guys in the next few weeks or so. Hopefully this works the way I want it to. Otherwise, I'll have to come up with a new system. Either way, thank you all for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. And Everything you do helps my hard work go in better. It makes things easier for me. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard. I think it's still going on. We had a giveaway going on on Twitter. Uh, one of our t-shirts. Any of the t-shirts in our store will be given away. Uh, it probably won't arrive before Christmas. But if you guys want to participate in the giveaway, uh, check us out on Twitter on Dungeon Tales 4. I believe the instructions are to retweet, uh, share with three friends, or tag three friends. And like the comment. And follow. If you aren't already, be a follower. And yeah, you'll get a free t-shirt. Don't even have to pay for shipping. And it'll get to you as soon as possible. Let's see. Is there anything else that you guys should know about?
as you guys know, we also have Patreon. He's up and running now. And then we also have our merch shop on Tee Public, which is also up and running. Uh, we're going to do our best to keep things moving on that and keep creating more shows for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you guys have any like art ideas, your fan art, anything like that you want to send our way, I will greatly appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this week's episode. All right, so Dakaria, what do you do while it's your turn on watch? I watch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so while you're there, you see those dark indigo lights again. And you see the tiny flames sort of... At first, you only saw one, but then more and more start to blossom around the boat. And these dark little flames just start going all over around you into like a... Sort of like a figure eight direction. And you're sort of like in the center of one of them. And it's weird. There's just something about the flame that seems familiar to you, but all at the same time, unknown. You're not entirely sure what it is that you're looking at. Um, okay, can I do a perception check to see if, like, there's heat coming from the flames? Sure. And that was a failure? And that one? Yeah. You think there could be fire, (laughs) and it could be hot, but you don't know, because it's on top of water, so it may be cold. Well. You're just really uncertain of yourself, and now you're questioning whether or not you're just seeing things. And you just lose all sense of certainty <laughs> in what you're looking at. Okay, so I get closer and I put my hand out to see if I can reach the flame. There's something about it that seems to be pulling towards you. And it seems to be like it's having you... Um, like there's something about it that's like it's telling you to come closer. And the flame suddenly stopped being in the figure eight. And sort of go into a straight line towards an island that you didn't see easily before. And these dark flames, there's something weird about it. Even though they're like this dark indigo color, still lights up a lot more than the normal torch. And just, it's like these inky fires go all the way to this island. What do you do? Okay, so um, I grab Philip and I untie him and I'm like, Philip, look, it's Philip, you wake up, and what do you say? Who the fuck is talking? <laughs> <laughs> Steve apparently was also woken up. <laughs> I say, I don't know if I trust um, the magical fire arrows. <laughs> they start blinking. No, but- <laughs> Yeah, like a, like those construction signs that have an arrow pointing one way. Oh, okay. No, but Philip, we have to go there because it's like the only, like it's our only sign. Okay, let's go there. Then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I need help like steering the boat. Okay. Philip. <laughs> Philip is apparently still waking up. He's a little slow. 
Yeah. He misses the dreams he is having of the alcohol and the money. He's swimming in both. He was. Swimming while drinking. Um, but anyways, you find that the boat is moving like normal again, even though you guys may or may not remember the trouble Steve was having with it. And the boat just seems to easily go there. And each time you seem to pass a fire, it sort of just disappears. Until you finally arrive at this island, and there's this sign that says, Danger ahead. Be wary. In the fire? Be wary? No, it's just this a wooden... must be the place. It's like a wooden sign, and it has red crossbones and a triangle. Okay, so, like, we're at the island now? Yeah. Okay, so I jump off the ship. I mean, is there, like, are we at a good place to dock? Yeah, you're on an island. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's like, there's a dock there, or do we have to like no, it's anchor just, the just ship? a sandy coast. So we have to anchor yeah, and then anchor and then get a rowboat and row. Yeah. Well, there's no rowboat. You guys have a, like it's a ship that's not like a huge ship, but it's like it's kind of tiny. So we can like anchor. A Viking ship? Yeah, similar to a Viking ship, except it's pink with white racing stripes, and it has so an we anchor. Can just, like, <laughs> yeah. Right there. Yeah, you can just row it all the way up. Okay. Wait, what does the ship look like again? It's pink with white racing stripes. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, you guys are all, I guess, awake at this point. You're on this ship. On the ship. You're on this island. And this island, you see the lights are now showing you guys a path through what seems to be this jungle that you guys can barely see. But we go... I think there's a jungle there, but I can barely see it. <laughs> well, like you can see it lighting up the different life forms and the trees and the different plant life, but you can't exactly tell how thick it is or what, how, what exactly it looks like from the outside. It's just sort of like this big, shadowy substance. Okay. Uh, I can't tell how thick the jungle is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, I guess we keep following. We don't have any other leads, so... Okay. Uh, Dakaria, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think we should go into the jungle forest. <laughs> okay. Um, who's leading first? Uh, I feel like Dakaria should lead since she has, like, the connection lead. to the fire. Okay. And I'll be second because we're going through the jungle and there could be plant monsters. And I'll be last. Because I'm still waking up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Philip's still holding Scott this whole time, correct? Yes. Okay. So the carrier, as you're moving, should I should I leave Scott on the ship, guys? No. Yeah, it's too risky. <laughs> okay. So I I fashion Scott. Um, I mean, not Scott. I fashion like ropes around Scott, so I can carry him like a backpack. I thought you were gonna say you're gonna drag him like he's on a leash. Adorable. <laughs> no. no, just so, so I can have him as a backpack, so I can have both my hands free for fighting. Okay, so I will allow that, but you now have disadvantage with stealth. Okay. He just fine. uses his stealth spell. <laughs> it's true, but it still costs a spell slot. Yeah. So we we don't need it at this point, as far as I can tell. So you guys 
Like when the ship was moving forward, each time you get to one of the fires, just before you reach it, it goes out, and the next one ahead is still there, but each time you get closer, one fire goes out, one at a time. And eventually it leads you guys to this great big building that's covered in moss and vines, and it seems to be made out of weathered stone at this point. It's like this ancient ruin with these columns, and there seems to be this great big... Um, Sort of like a brazier, and with this a brazier, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's this great big bra. <laughs> no, it, it's this brazier with this uh, stone artwork of a fire in this brazier, and there's these. Someone's gotta cut their hand off again. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't actually know about that. <laughs> we don't know that. You see, this on each of the columns. It says. Half elf hand. <laughs> is this revenge? <laughs> no. no there's nothing, the columns look like just normal uh, Roman Greco columns for those of you who care. Uh, and there's these steps. But the thing about this is this whole temple seems to be an indigo color. That's a weird color for stone. Yeah. All right. Let's go. And the flames lead you all the way up to the up the stairs and to the top of this to this door to carry it what do you do um okay well i'd like to try to open the door okay you do it and it opens yay (laughs) game over you did it (laughs) and welcome to dungeons Uh, dragons and doors Alright, so to carry out, you open the door and these inky lights start to light up these uh, torches that are down this hallway. And it goes down a bit of ways. And it seems to go on for a while, but you can't really tell where it goes to. Okay, well I start walking down the hallway. Okay. Um, since you're leading, I want you to roll a uh, perception check. Uh, a 20, not a natural one though. Alright, so you see there's actually a, uh, just before you walk into it, there's this pit trap with what looks to be spikes uh, below it, and it's about uh, five feet wide. Okay, so you said like a pit? Yeah, it's like a pit. Like you're walking and suddenly you see there's an opening in the ground, and there's these spikes pulling up out of it, and there's a couple of skeletons. Okay, so I step back and say, whoa, guys, careful here. Okay. Why would you see... <laughs> well, there's some spikes. Oh. And there's uh, there seems to be some skulls down there, so it looks like some people have died here. Just skulls? Did someone just Whoa. chop off heads? And... <laughs> well, you know, that's what I saw first. Okay. They they all fell long ways, so it's just like, you know, they're trying to do the whole water trick. You just go <laughs> stiff as a board and go feet first. The fact that they could float for a sec did not work. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Um, so now this pit, does it, like, like we have to get across this pit somehow? You do. Yeah, like the, the hallway, and then we're like, oh, there's a pit. But it's not like we can just walk around is it. Is it a pit? No. Yeah, is it, like, all the way to the walls? It's all the way to the walls. Okay. Okay. Well, I tell Philip to use his broom to get us across. How, how far is it? It's five feet. You, you could jump. 
So Philip, with your um, with Scott on your back, you find that your broom is flying, but it's also scraping across the ground, and sort of like it's making sparks as it's dragging across. And it's still like keeping you aloft, but it's having difficulty. Why really? I didn't realize Scott was so heavy. Just because <laughs> well, he's turned into a statue. Yeah, your your arms are probably numb from carrying him for so long, but it's okay. All right. I go, hey, Philip, be a pal. Send the broom back. So when I get to the other side, I get off the broom and I send it back. Good. I want you to roll dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Uh, 25. That's with disadvantage? Yeah, I rolled 18 both times. <laughs> okay. Um, somehow, miraculously, you sort of just step lightly on this stone and nothing happens. And your broom just goes back. Well, that doesn't sound suspicious at all. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yep. Do you think uh, the broom could hold both me and to carry? Not with all the money you have. Oh, yeah. Because of all my money. I'm not, yeah. All right. So then... You're too rich for this. <laughs> Brooms are for peasants. Who don't have pounds and pounds of gold in their pockets. It's silver. <laughs> <laughs> we need a jumbo broom. <laughs> it's for them wide loads. <laughs> All right. So uh, then I'll, I'll get on the broom and go on over then. Okay. So, yeah, you guys, you go on over and you actually go a little bit past where Steve, you go a little bit past where Steve was. You go a little bit past where you were. <laughs> no, you go a little bit past where Philip was, and you get up on the ground, and things are fine. Okay. Do you guys send the broom back to the carrier? You can yes. still gonna make her jump. Yeah, we'll send her back. <laughs> All right, so you go back, and to carry it, um, do you get on the broom? Yes, I do. All right, so you get on the broom, and you go right over there, and. Yeah, so now you're across. What do you do? Well, we still see the flame, right? Yeah, it's on the torches. Oh. Uh, I thought it was still getting But there's us. no, like, little flames leading somewhere? Nope. Okay. But okay, there... well, then we just continue. Yeah. Do you get off the broom? Oh, yeah. I give it back to Philip. All right. Now everyone roll a dexterity saving throw. I don't see why I didn't roll it earlier. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, with disadvantage or regular... Uh, you have disadvantage because of Scott, really. Oh, okay. I got a 16. Okay. Oh, damn it. I got an 8. Okay. I got a 15. You got a 15? A 15, yeah. Okay. So, as you guys walk past um, Philip, suddenly, Philip, you hear a clicking noise. And the floor drops out from beneath you, and you fall through. And then the f floor closes back up, and uh, Scott, sorry, you and Scott just go down this chute. I'll tell you where you are in a second. And Steve and Decaria, I want you guys to roll a perception check. See if we heard any of it. <laughs> you noticed any of it? 
<laughs> no. Well, I got a 12. I got a 7. An hour later, does something seem different? Yeah, you guys just keep moving forward. And you guys actually end up in this room. This great big... Wait, are you sure we don't notice at all? Yeah, you guys don't notice at all. You hear like a you weird... Chad's got, got a 7. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, so you guys don't notice anything at all, and you guys um, make it to this room with this great big, uh, looks like to be another type of altar, and there's this uh, brazier that's in it. And in this room, there's all sorts of different uh, pictographs and different ideas and things. And it shows how from this one type of flame, there seems to be all sorts of random types of elements. It's just sort of like it does different things and shows like these weird, like it seems to be like hieroglyphics telling a story about this guy who used to hold this thing and he had this trusted companion. And um, Chaz, I want you to do a, yeah, I guess perception. Do a perception check. So it gets better. Actually, hold on, let me check something. You want to see my list of skills? No, actually, do investigation. Good. I'm glad you said that. And Dakaria, you can do a perception check. <laughs> that was worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a six. So this mystery may never be solved. <laughs> uh, but Dakaria, what did you get? A perception check, 14. Okay, so you see these pictures, and it shows this guy who, uh, he has this hood, and he has this flame in his hand. But he also has, it shows in this picture, this small little creature that's sort of like this slender head with these whiskers that sort of like antennas. And it has these short stubby legs and a long tail. And Steve Austin sees this, but he doesn't put any connection with anything he saw before. And it sort of shows the story about this, um, this creature and this guy with the fire. And it shows them fighting different types of beasts and demons causing all sorts of different spells and things, and even shows them uh, turning things into statues. And you see there's all sorts of different weird phenomena surrounded by this fire this guy has in his hand. It's because the drawing's pretty bad. Yeah, it is it's pretty bad. I, that's why. I, I yeah. couldn't tell. Sure, <laughs> sure buddy. Um, um. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so then I look at the little fish thing, and I say, Steve, check this out. Isn't this, like, I remember you told me about, like, a weird pink globe thing. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Glob. Glob is the right mm -hmm. word, yes. Yeah, yeah, I saw, <laughs> yeah. I got a better look of it, too. He's got, like, whiskers yeah. and... Yeah, and had a small, slender head, and... Oh my god, that's exactly what this picture, or this little drawing is showing. Impossible. <laughs> no, dude, look at it. Well, maybe if I squint my eyes, but... That's a pretty bad drawing. And the thing is, too, while you're looking at these pictures, everything's in, like, a okay, shade of indigo. <laughs> Philip's not there. <laughs> Wait, not where's Philip? <laughs> And at this moment, we'll actually go back to Philip. And Philip, you find yourself, like, you go down the chute and slide down into this other room. 
and it's this great big ball. It's like this orb, and it seems to have like it shows right now. It's sort of clear, but it's like this purplish blue color, like everything else in the temple. But it's there's something interesting about it, and it just something makes you want to touch it, like a big red button. But it's a blue button. It's not even a button. It's an <laughs> orb. So Philip, what do you do? Uh, I walk up to orb and touch it. <laughs> as soon as you touch it, you sort of collapse to the floor, and your eyes just sort of open wide as these sort of like this, well, indigo. Uh, this... Were they squinted before? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like they're forced open even wider as your eyes start shining out this indigo color, and. You laser eyes. <laughs> That's right. You can give people cancer now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, cancer rag. <laughs> <laughs> you can also see glow in the dark tattoos now. Uh, but anyways, you see these memories come to you, and you find yourself in this tiny little body, and you remember there's this hooded figure of this guy who was your best friend. And there's just something about him that you know that you miss him terribly. And you see that you have these stumpy little pink hands and these little whiskers. And you look at your reflection and there's just something about it that just... You're definitely not a human, but you're barely a foot tall. Like, well, you're not a foot tall. You're like, I'd say maybe a few inches tall and about a foot to about... 14 inches long and uh you're with this guy and this guy has this indigo flame in his hand and goes hey come on little buddy we're off to a new adventure today and you recognize that you're on this island and you see this guy and you start looking for he tells you that he's looking for the next chosen one and he's like we have to protect this you and me even once I'm gone, I'm going to leave you in charge of this, okay? So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to search far and wide for people who are noble. Who are willing to help us and willing to save things in different ways. And as he's talking, you see this cyclops sort of shows up. And it has like these jagged teeth and this great big eye right in the center of its forehead. And it has this tiny horn. And it says, sort of in a dumbfounded voice, Oh, flesh. Me want flesh. Me eat you now, okay? What do you do? Um, but I'm, I'm still the shaped glob thingy. We're not really a glob. You're more like a salamander. Okay, I'm this salamander-like thing. Yeah. And since he has his memories, does he actually know what he is? No. Okay, he just sees this one part. Okay, fine. Yeah, he hmm. he doesn't know what it's called yet. Like, he knows it's probably the pink thing you're talking about. Uh, what kind of noises can I make? You can make the sound of a human screaming. Oh, okay. I, I do that then. <laughs> so the cyclops goes me eat you now okay and you just have philip go ah! 
I turn to the hooded guy, and I kind of pull on his robe. <laughs> so you try to hit him with your little hands, but it's not really doing anything. And while you're trying to do this, this hooded guy takes his glob, his glob, he takes his flame. <laughs> he takes his flame, and I'm just going to roll one thing quickly. As long as it's quick. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Four hours later. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Alright, so now I get to roll a D100. That's right. Okay. Alright, so suddenly you see this this indigo flame just suddenly this new like malicious energy starts coming out of it and this sort of this force just hits this uh, cyclops, I thought I say centaur. Hits the cyclops and it, like there's just something about it that the cyclops are like, oh me no feel too good. And he starts to disintegrate. And... <laughs> he no feel too good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> and he goes away. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you hear the guy go, It's okay, little buddy. He was obviously not someone who should be trusted with this. Let's keep looking. And you have this memory of you're looking with this guy for many, many years. And you see he gets older and older. And eventually he gets to a point where it's hard for him to keep moving. But for some reason, you're still very young and spry. It's just like you're still existing and you haven't really fallen to pieces. But you also see that he... Like, he seems to try every once in a while to help you with magic to keep you going. But you can tell that he's getting older. And, Philip, during this time, it feels like you've been in this body for over 100 years. And suddenly you're out of it. And you don't know how it ended. But you know that guy, the last you saw, he was bedridden. He wasn't doing too great. What do you do? You said he's out of it now, right? So yeah. he's back on his back. He's back on his... Yeah, you wake up back in your body. And Scott's on your back. And you're in this room with the orb. And the orb seems to be pulsing like this indigo color now. I mean, I guess I do an investigation check. Going to solve this. So your investigation check tells you that this is a glowing orb. And maybe you should do an arcana check now. <laughs> solve that mystery. <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of magic happening here but there's something that tells you that maybe you should touch the orb again so I touch the orb again so you touch the orb again but this time instead of you going into a memory you see sort of a face pops up and you recognize it's the man you've been traveling with for so long and this man actually um <laughs> No, different. <laughs> the guy with the indigo flame. Okay. 
And you see with this flame that, and you remember his name since you've been with him for so long. And he actually goes by the name of Justin Case. Justin Case? Yeah, Justin Case. Justin Case. Okay. And you see he goes, Hello, adventure. Uh, this is a bit awkward. I have died, probably, by the time you're seeing this message. And unfortunately, there's nothing I could do about it. But, um, I need you to find my friend. Who, it may or may not be real to you, but he's a magical exotel. I think that's how you say it. I don't remember. I, come, I, I bought him from some random merchant a long time ago. But... I need you to find him because, unfortunately, I was a very lonely man and did not have a lot of trusty friends besides him. And I need you to save him from the flames. Save him from the possession of it. Because when you have it for a really long time, it starts to wear at you. Makes you feel really not happy with everybody. I need you to save him before he destroys everything that he could possibly care about. And then the, the orb goes dark. Yeah, that's it. And then there's also a door opens up with stairs that says, please go this way. The stairs say it. Yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> written on each step. Please go this way. Oh, I thought you meant out loud. Yeah. No, there's... <laughs> Is it also a sign that says, go shop this way? <laughs> There's another door that opens gift shop. I hope you enjoy this experience. <laughs> okay, so um, I go through the door with the stairs, and I walk up the stairs, the talking stairs. Yeah. yeah, okay. You go up the stairs with the written signs on each step, and you actually find this door opens up behind it, and you f find yourself in the same room as Steve and the carrier. And they're busy looking at these pictures. So then... Hey, guys. Then it goes to, wait, where's Philip? Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you say that, it, it opens up. And you hear Philip go, hey, guys. Oh, there you are, Philip. Hey, uh, so we're looking at these pictures, and we think uh, this pink thing that I've been seeing might be the same thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. But Gabby thinks it's the same thing. I the think, carrier. Uh, yeah, the carrier thinks it's the same thing. <laughs> he just says that very dramatically. There was this magical orb that I touched. <laughs> and I like touching things. <laughs> and it, it told me all about this magical exalte. Exalte? <laughs> That's the pink thing that we have. And it, it traveled with this hooded figure that was carrying an indigo flame. Oh. And we have, we have to go rescue the Exalted. Right now? Um, I guess. Wait, yeah. do you think he's behind all this? It seemed like significant. He said, like, the Exalted would destroy everything cared about. Oh, wow. Yeah, and okay. This is Salamander really cared about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're saying this Axolotl, um salamander thing we need to stop it because it's probably behind destroying everything that's it 
Got it in one. All right. Um, well, I saw this thing in the water on our way here. Maybe he's around here. Dude, ask Lalo swim? Well, he was swimming, yeah. Well, we have to rescue him. Let's go find him. How do we rescue him? I don't know, but I think if we find him, we'll figure it out from there. Maybe we just, like, knock him out or something. <laughs> Alright. Maybe I'll have another vision when we get there. Yeah, maybe. Alright. So you guys leave the temple? Well, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to the temple, right? There's no other places to explore. Or is the gift shop. <laughs> maybe there's <laughs> clues in the gift, gift shop. shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Philip found a gift shop at the bottom. You can buy plushy axolotls. Or axolotls. Or whatever. <laughs> I should By the way, in Spanish... They're called acolotes. Oh, okay. Acolotes. 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 So you can get plushy acolotes. Acolotes. <laughs> we'll say with our very thick American accent. So. Acolotes. All right. So then we pick up a plushie so we can compare <laughs> to everything. Is that it? All right. No. Roll investigation with advantage then. <laughs> 16. So Steve sees it, but he's still not entirely convinced it's the same thing. Yeah. That one's a different color. <laughs> this one's like a... It's like a, a rose pink, and he's more of like a salmon. <laughs> and the picture is indigo. <laughs> yeah, I think he's an axolotl, not a salmon. <laughs> <laughs> He looked more like a salamander, not a fish. Uh, but anyway, so you guys only have um, the one way out, which is the same way you came in. So you guys head out back that way? Uh, yeah. I thought you were saying that I found him, not not the painting on the wall. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> so uh, who's leading? Uh, I mean, I don't think it matters. We can all just go because it's just the way back, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I Fine. think uh, Philip should lead since he has the connection with the axolote. So you guys all leave, and I guess you guys either jump over the pit of spikes or forgot about it or did something. Well, there's the broom. We did yeah, you guys could have used the broom again. Yeah. All right, fine. You guys use the broom the same way you got in. Nothing else more inventive. I'll have to take away that broom someday. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to break that fucking broom in half. <laughs> you guys are going to have fun with my traps, okay? <laughs> but anyways, um, and as soon as you step outside, this temple store collapses. And you guys hear screaming in the distance. But it's not just that short scream that you normally hear. It's like a constant scream. And it's, follow it. and it's more than one voice. Well, um, might as well check it out. I pull my sword out. Okay. Um, which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> I got this short sword. I got this short sword. I got this short sword. Uh, yeah, I, I pull Orc Slayer out and have it at the ready. I pull Jeff out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And then we run to um, the sand. So it takes you back to the shore, and you can hear the screams over the ocean. Okay. That might be the town. But we can't do anything about it right now. <laughs> do you guys get back on the boat? Um, I go, well, first I go, Excellente, Excellente. <laughs> no, 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 no. Excellente. Am I saying it wrong? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellente. So it's Ajolote in Spanish and then that word that he said in English. Ajolote? Acolote. 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 Well, that's just the type of creature he is. We don't even know. Yeah, what his he name doesn't is. even know his name. Well, actually, Philip does know his name. What is his name? I do. Yeah, I forgot to tell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but Philip knows it. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I just remembered. Philip, Philip, think, think. What is it? What's his name? His name is actually surprise me. Uh, no, that's not. Surprise me. Yep, surprise me. You're no, supposed to make something up. Come here, surprise me. I want to help you. Your friend in the hood came to me in a vision. He told me to help you. Do you remember the guy in the hood's name? No, what's his name? Just in case. That was it. Just in case told me, came to me in a vision. Surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh so anyways. Um so is there any kind of response? No, nothing. Alright. I go, okay, well let's get on the boat because last place I saw him was in the water anyways. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And I guess we start going towards the screams. Alright, these, so... These are, like, not joyous screams. <laughs> ice cream! Yay! You know, like, everybody screams for ice cream. <laughs> yeah, no. We got rid of the adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> they took the pink boat, too. Alright. Um, anyways, so you guys um, are on the boat, and you guys are heading there. And are you guys trying to go faster than normal, or...? I mean, as fast as our racing boat will allow us. <laughs> Alright, do you guys get rid of the anchor or no? Get rid of it? No, why would we do that? Do you guys get rid of excess weight, that is? Well, this no. what excess yeah, weight is there? Wow! You said the same thing about Steve. Alright, so... The carrier throws Steve off, and Philip throws the carrier off. <laughs> and Philip is going extra fast. <laughs> I'm joking. That did not happen. But um, so you guys are moving as quickly as you can, and as you're moving 
closer and closer, you get to this town, and you see there's this great, like, you get to the town, you see it's all on fire with this dark, inky flames. And you can see there's this beast that is pretty much just made up of this dark indigo flame. And you can kind of see through it, but at the same time, it's sort of like a shiny, reflective surface. And this beast is leveled most of the town. And a lot of the statues have fallen over and have crumbled in many different ways. Oh no, not the statues. <laughs> and this beast looks like it's just a giant version of Surprise Me. Uh, Philip, do you think that's our buddy there? Surprise me. <laughs> Alright. Well, let's go surprise him. <laughs> that was awful. It was really, really bad. And yes, I genuinely liked it. <laughs> and as you guys pull up closer, um, I want all of you guys to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Do I have disadvantage? Unfortunately, yes. But I also have, like, I'm resistant to fire. Remember that, okay? Yeah, I know. I got a 21. Okay. I got a 9. Okay, so, Steve, something was tingling, and you're like, I better duck. And you duck down as these two inky globs just sort of hit Dakaria and Philip right in the face. And Philip and Dakaria, it's not like a burning sensation, but well, it is. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's not like a burning sensation, <laughs> except it is. <laughs> it's like it doesn't feel like normal fire, but you feel like you're being burned, and at the same time, you feel like you're drowning. Not like a physical burn, just like mentally, someone's like, <laughs> you're like, oh shit, I just got burned. <laughs> and uh, here, actually, I need to roll this, and I want you guys to roll a wisdom saving throw. Them, right? Not me. Yeah, not you. I got it. Okay. Wow. I got a one. Okay. Plus three. Well, one's a one. So, uh -oh. yeah. Okay, so you guys can't tell the difference between the fire or the sensation of drowning. And you guys feel like you're actually drowning even though you're on dry land pretty much. And some of you guys collapse and lose consciousness. And take 34 points of damage. Holy shit. And that's where we're ending this week's episode of Dungeon Tales. Wow. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Dungeon Tales. See ya! Bye. Bye! Bye!